In this week's first episode is hidden. Clark gets capped and Chloe is kidnapped again, and someone wants to nuke Smallville. Then, in Aqua, Clark helps out AC with some eco-terrorism. And who is the mysterious Professor Milton? This is the Smallville Chronicles. All right, welcome back. I am Lou Gonzalez, joined as always by Alan Muir. Gotta say, these are two two good episodes again. Yeah, um, I definitely think the first episode is much better. Like, the second episode gets really helped by the characters that are introduced into it. Because we the get. Fact, uh, they, made, they sort of turned Aquaman into an Aqua vampire. Um, I actually like that idea, and that's kind of something that they have played with in the comics before. We'll get to that. So this first episode is really interesting as it kind of... It's a, bit, it's a bit of uh, Superman 2. Yeah, it's really dark, uh, very heavy, and kind of realistic in many ways, which is basically the kind of quick plot is that a former classmate of Clark and Chloe in the gang, um, decide, who's like a super genius, I guess, decides... Yeah, he, he, they say in the episode that he was supposed to be at MIT. Yeah. Um, basically, as we go through, like, Crazy decides that the only way to, like, save the world is to just destroy Smallville. Because as bad as it was the first time, now with the second meteor shower, there's going to be even more meteor freaks. Which he's not wrong. Um, but we basically start with this character, Gabriel, strong arms his way into a missile facility. Which, yes, of course, the, there's like three guys on duty at this missile silo. Uh, he shoots the guards and sets it to launch in one hour. Well, he... One of them, there's one on the ground who's uh, like sitting up against something, and he has the guy turn the key at the same time as him. And they're like, one is saying not to do it. And as soon as it's done, he just shoots them both and cue uh, Chloe leaving the tor- the, the talon. Yep. And, and he, he's like, you, you, have, you have like an hour, and and it's all gonna be, uh, you, have, you have an hour, one hour to get out of Smallville before it's all over. And like he's sort of doing the whole crazy, like someone gone crazy. Yeah, he's kind of ranting and she's super confused, but she's also like, oh, it's so good to hear for you because he worked at the torch. Like they kind of do like an info dump. She's like, yeah. oh, you worked at the torch. And he's just like, get out of small porch destroyed. And she's like, okay. Well, no, uh, or it's more like he's like, I helped, I helped you chase. I was remember, like, he told us something about chase, chasing like the biggest headlines for the torch. Oh, yes. And now he tells her to get out of, out of town because he's going to deliver her, give her the biggest one. And then then we kind of cut to like what's going on with the rest, yeah, the rest of, of the, the story. Game. So we start with a kind of funny B-plot, which is the Kent farm, Clark, Clark and Lana wake up at bed together because they just had their first night of sexy time. Uh, they don't, they realize what time it is. Lana tries to sneak out. Um, only to realize, like, as she's walking through the kitchen, like, that Clark's parents are there. Um, and as it's, like, as maximum uncomfortable as it is, Chloe walks in and is like, <laughs> and then she's like, oh, what are you doing here? And then, like, looks at her and she's wearing one of Clark's shirts. She's like, oh. <laughs> it's just, like, maximum awkwardness. And she, like, talks about getting the call. Jonathan gets Sheriff Adams. Um, and she's like, oh, they're conducting a military operation. And she tells Jonathan simply a drill. Um, but it's, you know, there's a solo, uh, silo there, and that's where the kid is. And basically, um, 
like Gabriel with his computer genius is like kind of not like it's like really like hand wavy computer stuff. Like they can't figure out what he's doing because some, like computers. Uh, Chloe and Clark go and break into Gabriel's house. They learned that his father was the lighthouse keeper for the local nuclear silos, uh, which basically meant that like he would have like one of the keys, I believe. Yeah. And then they find a, they open up a room and it's basically beautiful mind. I feel like that's like the reference to in every movie where it's just like pictures of meteor freaks like everywhere. Yeah. And they, at first they think that it's Gabriel who like Clark's are Welling says the line like there's like having a wall weird is one thing, but paper macheing your entire house or room to to it is kind of crazy. Mm hmm. So, but then they realize that the person on the floor is Gabriel's dad and he's dead. And I am surprised at how much blood they showed. Yeah, he's like dead, dead. It looks uh, like he got shot like in the like throat. Mm -hmm. So they formulate a plan to drug Gabriel. Chloe goes there and is like, uh, my car got stuck. Can you help me get out of town? And he comes to help and Clark confronts him. <laughs> Gabriel just there. He just like shoots him in the gut. I think he only shoots him once or twice. I don't know. He. He gets shot once, and Chloe, or yeah, I'm just gonna call her Chloe. I'm not gonna. She's like, no, and she's like, it looks like she, she's acting like he really. It looks like she's acting like he really got shot. Yeah, well, yeah, in the show he gets shot, but like, yeah. So they leave him. Gabriel like forces Chloe to go with him, and they leave Clark bleeding to death in the road, which gets into that this entire thing turns into like super Jesusy. Like even like this is like the Snyder. Like Jesus, myth, like um, symbolism is even stronger in this episode than in a Snyder. Sometimes you gotta let horses die, Clark. Um, at the silo, Chloe's like trying to talk him down, and Gabriel's like, uh, basically, like all those articles didn't belong to him; they belonged to his dad, and that he begged Gabriel to kill him because the last meteor shower turned him into a meteor freak, and that's why his dad was dead. And basically, like killing his dad, like kind of like broke him. Yeah, unhinged him. All right, then we cut to Lex. Uh, he's at Warehouse 15, where scientists are unable to open the black ship. But they notice that a strange symbol is there that was not there before. Lex goes to Bell Rev uh, to visit Lionel, who's still in his trance. Lionel has drawn this, the same symbol all over his room. And Lex is like, what is this? How do I open the ship? And Lionel just says that only he can open it. Um, and I'm pretty sure it's Zod's symbol. Yeah, it's the it's, it's the, the Z thing, right? Yeah, when we get to the next up or we get to the end of the episode, we're gonna see. Yeah. So Clark is found um on the road. He's rushed to the hospital, they stabilize him. Lana enters and is like how Clark is always trying to be the hero. Clark smiles at Lana and he's just like like, you know, kinda of gives her a smile and then he dies. And they cannot revive him. At the same time, uh, Lionel kind of snaps out of his trance and that does the most badass punch through a glass. A plate. It's it is so like it's it's badass, but it's also hilarious. Like it's so he's not like putting any muscle in it. It's just like puts oh. his hand forward and they sped it up, yeah. and then he just like super speeds out of there. Um, and basically, Lana goes and tells Jonathan Martha. No, no it's not that. Not just that. She like she, she uh, Lana goes to console like she's like inconsolable she's, and leaves the room and then Jonathan and Martha like look at her shit and then uh, the the doctor comes out tell and she tells them that 
Clark, there's not like Mr. and Mrs. Kent. There's nothing. We're sorry. We we did everything we could. And uh, Martha loses it. And then someone says, we have a problem or we have a problem with the body. And they go check it and it's gone. Mm -hmm. And we cut back to the silo. Chloe gets free and she knocks Gabriel out with a minute left. She can't stop the sequence. um, And the two of them fight over the gun. And, and again, them- another just blood splatter, like yeah, gratuitous blood splatter on yeah. the uh, on the mirror, yeah, or so on the mirror on the glass. Yeah, Gabriel gets shot, and Chloe's just like sitting in there, horrified that like the missile has been launched. Uh, we cut to Clark wakes up at the Fortress of Solitude, and Lionel's just like standing there. My and, son, while, yeah, while, while Clark is in his like red and blue. Yes, like uh, how, how, what what? Yes, and. But he's doing it. There's like a different voice that um, is Glover is doing. And basically that he is Jarrell and that Lionel was ve- activated when he had the crystal of water. And he is now my vessel uh, so that I could be of assistance to you. It's like I resurrected you. He's his get out of jail free card. Yes. Which all of this does like everything in this episode has like major repercussions. So he's like, your destiny is too important. Uh, to sacrifice, so I returned you and your powers. And he's like, "But well, you can't change fate um, because you came back. There has to be a, an exchange of life." Yeah, um, this, this is big lead up to the the hundredth hundredth episode. episode. Basically, he says like, "Oh, you should just let me die." And Charles like, "But basically, you're my son. Like, I already made the decision. You've made the decision and disobeyed me." And Jarrell's basically like, "You don't understand. You're my son, and I'll always love you, no matter what you do." And it's kind of like showing the human, like the humanity of Jarrell, which is weird because it's through Lionel's body. So Clark, with his superpowers, runs to Smallville. He jumps on a missile, rides it into the sky, rips out. It's very. Um, Try to think what was like. It's kind of like old school Captain America. Yeah, like what's with, going uh, on? Like not the movies. Yeah, like the original kind of origins where he like jumps on the rocket and, and he's like then, rips out the core. Yeah, he's flung into the ice, and mm-hmm. uh, Bucky, he sees Bucky on the missile, and it blows up, and he thinks Bucky's dead. Exactly. So, and, yeah. But then, but he tears out the, uh, he tears the, the explosive part out, and there's just a massive explosion in space, which I don't think, I don't think that would actually, that actually would work, or that could happen. Well, depending on the situation, what it is, like, so the missile would just be a piece of metal if you take out like the ordinance, I, which I don't know if that's what he's doing, or if he took out like the control module and then it just crashes somewhere where there's no people. So it no, no, I mean the explosive part of it when he, he takes it out and d- throws it. Um, as long as it, depending on what it is, as long as there's not like an ignition or anything, like it would just be inert. But like you could use it for other stuff. Yeah, I just don't understand how it ex- it ex- there's still an ex- explosion in space. Well, if it's like, if that's the part, it, it, like, the, it's also TV stuff. So, depending it, on what it yeah. is. Yeah. I, like, I think we're, that, this, we're thinking uh, it way too hard. Yeah. So, Clark crashes back down to Earth, and then he returns to his parents. It's like, yeah, I'm back. I'm also not human anymore. Uh, no, it's like they're, uh, we cut to the, the Kent farm. Jonathan's like, this isn't something like, this isn't some some like some small thing. The hospital lost my son's body. Yes, yeah. And he's like, call, call put, I want to speak to your superior. Put Sheriff Adams on, and they, and then uh, Martha does the whole. <gasps> yeah, which 
this has like very confusing like how they kind of hand wave away all this stuff but there's lots of questions here so as this is like clark walks in um you know jonathan's like what did Jarrell say that he wanted to return? And Clark's like, nothing. But Jarrell didn't say he wanted anything in return. He just said something will be taken in return. Like, it's not up to him. Yeah. And then Lana walks in and she's just like, holy shit. And then they just embrace. Um, later on, Lana storms into Lex's office and hands him Clark's medical records, telling him that all of Clark's uh, tests were normal. And Lex counters and says, Lana can believe Clark's lies, but normal people don't rise from the dead. And she leaves, and Lionel shows up, and he's, like, out of his trance, and Lex is like, what happened to you? And he's like, I literally have no memory since, yeah, like, uh, our fight in the library. His, he's like, I all I remember was arguing about, like, three three weeks ago in here, and, like, he's, Lex is like, you've been making cryptic symbols, or you've been writing cryptic, cryptic uh, uh, symbols, even, and, it, like, and he peels back the the rug to show that he like this sh- exact same same type of uh one from the ship aka zod is like he did it with a corkscrew mm-hmm. and lana just gives some witty wor- remark and yeah. there's and there's then there's the whole you asked for a miracle and you got one yeah and lex is kind of almost like happy isn't the right word but he's like oh it's kind of like good that you're back masquerading happy mm-hmm. and so we go to like the the final scene. So Chloe goes to Loft, and she's like, "You got your powers back, and you saved Smallville again." And he's like, "Yeah, I did." And kind of tells her like, "And Jarrell said that like some something's like you know life for life type thing." And he's like, "This is all my fault. If I just didn't give up my powers, none of this would have happened in the first place. Because he would have just not gotten shot. Like he would have just taken it, and so he wouldn't have died. So then he kind of takes on the burden of like a life having to be given for his, you know." Out of all the things in this episode, the one thing I'm just curious about, like Shelby is listed as being in the episode, but I don't remember seeing Shelby. It's got to be like a really quick shot of something like that. Um, But like, yeah, to go, we didn't really talk about like, so there's like a bunch of the weird, like, um, like Jesus allegory stuff, you know, obviously the rising from the dead um, saved by his father. There's like the first people that see him are Lana and Martha. the way that they cover up his body and then just like the sheet is left. Like all that stuff is like very plainly like Christian specifically like Jesus allegory stuff. Um, but like kind of the big issues, like he died. Everybody knows he died. Like Lex even says it. How do they like, they just straight up ignore that fact, like for the rest of everything, basically, because like the cops are like the hospital should be like, um, where did you go? And how are you alive? Like, what do you just say? Like, meteor rocks like, <laughs> how do you like how do you fix that like they declared him dead He's i would just dead. i would just like it well, like i would love it if they didn't like in a deleted scene where like he they ask how did he how, what happened how did you do that like how are you still alive and he just takes something from his uh sleeve and it's a monopoly j- get out of jail free card <laughs> but and, and instead of get out of jail free it just says plot on it yeah, well, that's a lot of the things in like a show like this. So I would say though, this is a fairly good episode. I would give it a like a BB plus. I give it an A because because I mean, aside from the next episode, it actually there's more world world building in terms of not only just is Clark back or to have his powers back, but 
he seems to be more powerful. Mm-hmm. Plus all this stuff with Lionel now. Yeah. Pretty much carries over for several seasons. So uh, was there anything else you want to talk about this, or should we move on to our second episode? Uh, let's move over. Let's talk about Aqua. Yes, Man. exactly. So this is our second member of the Justice League. Although this is the first one where the person's name is the correct name of like, oh, but like Bart, Bart is the right name, but it's not the right flash. Yeah. Um, so they say this is the episode that introduces um, Arthur Curry, also known as Aquaman. And we get to see him in all of his Aquaman-y colors. And this is this is after the other pilot, correct? No, this is uh, before. This, this is before because it was the highest rated episode for a Thursday night okay. show in WB, WB history. And so there, be, this could have been the reason why they made the Aquaman pilot. Which is funny because then they recast him in the pilot. Yeah. Although he and, returned to the character later on. Yeah, he returned season uh, later seasons. Yes, and who he, he is currently playing Hawk on Titan on the DC Universe app. Um, Alan Rich. Richardson, Richardson. which I do actually really like him in uh, Titan. He he's great in uh, Laser Team. He's good in a lot of everything I've seen him in. Uh, he's been pretty good in. Uh, I've seen I mean, him in, and and like he's he's matured more in like Titans, like in that in that role. But within this, he's just like casual, like surfer bro. Yeah, he's this is very similar to like the Justice League Aquaman. In many ways, like his kind of attitude, where he's just super broy. So, uh, a a, uh, location we haven't seen in a while. uh, This episode starts at, which is Crater Lake. And we have last time we talked about this. Wasn't this place frozen? Season season two or season one? It was the dreams one because Clark had like the dream about like him and Lana skinny dipping. Yeah, season two. Yeah, and we haven't been here in a while. And the dream like of him crashing his new car. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Um, so it's a, there's a summer party at Crater Lake. Clark and Lana are there. And Lois and Chloe arrive, which everyone's bathing suits are very interesting because even like Lana and Chloe are both in like one pieces. And um, Lois, I can't remember her name. Um, Erica Durance. Yeah. Uh, is in like this like very Baywatchy like uh, bikini, like bright red bikini. So Lois goes swimming and somehow comes up under a f- the footbridge and smashes her head and then starts to drown. And then basically Chloe's like, oh my gosh, she's drowning. And Clark goes to get her, except that he's like, as he's speeding underwater, somebody else out <laughs> swims him. Basically, it's the, it's the whole like him meeting Bart thing all over again. Yeah, it's exactly like that. And then, but, but ex- instead of uh, speed, it's just. Swim. Uh, swimming yeah and then basically yeah arthur curry walks out of the water holding lois he's like i can't even describe how ripped he is like chris hemsworth ripped like in this episode like tom welling's big but like he is super shredded uh, and that's kind of and basically uh, he gets her and lois kind of wakes up and he's like hi i'm arthur ac curry like he's just like yeah everyone calls me ac and so from there we cut to a character who we are just meeting sort of for the first time. Like, I guess this version. So that's Professor Milton Fine. He's giving a lecture at Kansas, uh, Central Kansas. Clark shows up late and catches Fine's attention. And basically... You know, what is history? Or how is it? Like, what is history? And who tells history is that who is telling the story? 
what is his story? What is her story? Mm-hmm. He kind of presents it as like, it's all about whose perspective you're like in who's telling the story. And he transitions it into like, Oh, like, what do you think? What about like a big, you know, a capitalist, like super person, like Lex Luthor and like the evil things that Luther Corp has done. And like ask Clark and Clark's like, well, he's also done some good things. And well, then, yeah, he's finds like, yeah, he's done like similar things to Stalin, Hitler, and Napoleon. <laughs> he says, uh, he's he, like, he's he took over his father's or like helping, or he's turned his father's agricultural company into like def- defense contract, like into getting defense contracts. Yeah, he did the opposite of Tony Stark, <laughs> and he he talks about white knights mm-hmm. and like defending. Like coming to the rescue, kind of a thing. Yeah, it's and interesting. It's a, this is, it's a good. It's a good little monologue. Yeah, and it kind of is like when you find out what's going on, it's like a great idea of like this character like undermining, further undermining this relationship. Um, we go to the Talon, and AC comes to visit Lois, and they kind of like tease each other, and he shows up with green board shorts and a orange tank top, Aquaman colors. And Lois makes kind of rips on him for it, but she's like, "Oh, you're a really good swimmer." Like, or like he kind of is like, "Oh, you should like maybe get swimming lessons or something like that." And it's like uh, she mo- she mocks his uh, wardrobe choices and says, "Okay, well, I can I can teach you how to swim." Yeah, and they basically have a deal like, "Oh, it's kind of like a deal slash day." Like, yeah, if you I'll teach you how to dress if you teach me how to swim better. And like they kind of agree. Then we pop back to the professor fine, and Clark goes on. And he's like, you know, I'm sorry for being late. And basically, he's like, you know, you have to figure out what's important to you. Um, and he's like, but maybe I could offer you a job to kind of make up for it. I'm looking for like a research assistant. I would really like to know the truth about LexCorp and Lex Luthor. And Clark turns him down. Uh, we cut back to Crater Lake and Lois and AC are like swimming around. They're going to have a race, which AC wins easily. Although he starts after she does. Uh, she's impressed, but she's not like doesn't think anything is weird. They like start to make out under the foot br- foot br- or they're going to make out under the footbridge where she hit her head. But then there's this like crazy high pitched noise, and he's like, "Can't can't you hear it?" I I uh yeah, and he basically like has this like he like starts to freak out. He like they like kind of go to the beach, and he collapses, and he's like bleeding from his ears, and she's kind of freaking out. So we go to the Luther mansion and Lex is like uh, analyzing the effects of like a marine weapon called Leviathan. Um, he's happy with the results and he's thinking about selling it to the Navy. And the doctor is like, oh, but what will happen to the marine life in the surrounding area? Lex basically doesn't get to ultimately says, I don't give a shit. Yeah, he's just like, um, well, they'll be dead anyway if there's like a nuclear sub or something. Like he's like kind of ambivalent towards it. So we cut to Lois is taking care of AC, who like gets a glass of water, and then he's like back to normal, like Popeye. And Lois is like, "Can we talk about what happened?" And he's like, "Yeah, I have like something else in my mind." Um, and he goes like touches Lois, but when he goes to kiss her, she kind of like backs off. Um, but she's like then turns around and kisses him passionately. Clark enters and is like. Okay. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm really interested in your amazing ability, AC. And Chloe finds out that he is a software student at the University of Miami. So he is the same age as Lois. 
I believe then. Um, he's a major marine biology. Great episode. Yes. In addition to the fact that he's on the prominent member of the swim team, uh, and he's never been to Smallville like right now, so there's no way he's part of the Meteor Rock stuff. And we cut to Lois at the Talon, and she's checking out AC in front of Lana. Clark joins them and asking like why he came to Smallville, and he's like, oh, but there's been a mass mortality rate in the fish at Crater Lake, so I've been looking into it. And basically, like, and then Clark mentions uh, mentions his stuff at University of Miami, and like his how like how like how is he so good at swimming? And he says, "My dad, he's like my dad." Uh, he makes like a joke, right? That like his mom is like he's like or something. He mentions his dad is is a horrible swimmer, but his mom is he must have gotten it from his mom who died when he was a baby. Basically, the Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Origins. Yeah. yeah. Basically, everyone's like, "Wow, Clark, you're being a dick." And PC basically is going to is like going to leave. And yeah, Clark already and like he already he's like, "Oh man, I, I, I was a dick." Yeah. So Clark goes to talk about the issues, um, and AC's like, "Okay, like, oh, uh, does he's like, I'll go with you." They kind of have a talk, and then AC gets into his face, like into Lex's face. Um, Oh, no, no, that's later on in the episode. No, they, I think they meet here. Yeah, Lex lies to him and basically is like, yeah, we're not working working on a thing to, like, um, like solve, like, fight hunger or something like that. Oh, about the kelp stuff? Yeah, and Arthur's like, that's bullshit. And it's like, and he leaves, and Clark's like, yeah, like, I know you're, like, not telling me the whole truth. Like, that's your dick. And then he leaves, too. Because, yeah, I, I think, like, Lex's idea is like, oh, it's definitely helping fight hunger because it's like it's a very, like, roundabout, but he's bullshitting them. And prior to. Uh... Oh, I cut. I skipped over. Yeah. 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 Um, so after AC, like, uh, leaves the Talon before he goes and meets Lex. He um... does he see a, uh, the what should be the run special effect. But the swim, the swim, super swim yeah, to a, uh, a to... lab of some and... sorts. Pulls out a bomb, and Clark shows up, sort of speeds in, t- takes a bomb, sees us about to blow, detonate. And he, like, kind of hugs, like, he smothers it with his body, right? Yeah, and when he goes, when he looks at where our AC was, he's gone. Mm-hmm. So, and it's, it is pretty much the exact same type of thing as uh, uh, Bart. Yeah. Where, where, like, he wa- AC wants to help, like... Do a thing, and like Clark's like, "No, you're doing it bad." No, no, he's, <laughs> he they want he wants to join like Clark to join up with him. Yeah, we could do everything together, like the Darth Vader kind of speech, but from a good angle. And I forgot oh. to, we didn't get get to. I, didn't, if I, I forgot to mention. I forgot to mention this, but when Chloe is going over AC's like doing a background check on the AC, Clark mentions that he he met someone a year ago. Who was too fat? Was fat too fast for his own good? Like a nice little, little subtle hint for Bart. Doesn't she even say, "Oh, that kid"? No, she ha- she she has no idea who it is. Okay, maybe it's at some other point it, in the it, series it's, that she. It's it uh, next season. Okay, when he comes back. Um, so the other thing that happens when they're kind of underwater, we see that um, Arthur can kind of create create these like water weapons. I don't know what you call. He can kind of like th- spin his hand around. And like throw water at you, and it like blasts Clark at one point. Yeah, there's a there's a point where he gets shot up onto like 
pretty high up and just lands in the sand. And he's like, yeah, he's shocked that like at this. Um, so then it's the part where they talk to Lex and um, prior prior to them walking in, Lex is trying to see who who broke in. Yeah, because they can they can tell that there's two different people there, I believe. No, he he's his laptop is like magnifying of like the image or the footage of the person and Clark and AC walk in. Then when we already did where he did this, yep. and so, then when when they leave, he notices that AC was the person he's looking for was literally just in his face. Yep. So this time AC goes and tries to destroy it again, but he gets tranked and then he's strapped to a table and he's held captive by Lex. Oh, and Lex! Lex just being a dick with the whole like hope, like the water. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, he's like, "How can you breathe underwater? How can you move so fast?" And he's like, oh, like, are you getting, aren't, sitting under heat lamps or something too? They're drying him out, basically. Yeah. And Lex is like, all right, well, I can't get the tree. Well, we'll figure it out or we'll do something. Basically, he's like, oh, maybe we'll dissect you. Um, Clark yeah, gets in there. Lex, Lex is like, why do I have a feeling that if I, if I give you some of this water, you're going to bust out of those restraints and kill me or something? Yeah. Uh, so he leaves and then Clark shows up. He rescues Arthur, gets him the water. They beat their shit out of everything. They destroy it all. Um, meanwhile, like Lex is going to go pre- represent the thing, and they're like, "Oh, it fails." And basically, then Lex sees that there's like two super streaks speeding away through the yeah, water, and not what? one. Yeah, that that was a great shot. So after that, Clark visits Lex and it's like, uh, "What about the latest project?" And he's like, "Yeah, it failed because there was sabotage." Um, and you know, then we have like Clark is kind of thinking about what Dr. Fine told him, um, like whether or not he's gonna be his own person or do kind of follow other people. Um, and basically, Lex is like, Yeah, well, everything is black and white. there's like shades of gray because yeah, sometimes he, Clark mentions that Fine called called him the devil mm-hmm. or, or compared him to, to uh, or like the people he was compared to. And Lex asks, Well, it says something along the lines of. Well, I hope he didn't, or well, I hope you you didn't tell him about my pitchfork. And then Clark just is just having none of it, and he like he regrets defending Lux in uh, class. And then Clark and Fine talk about read the whole research system stuff and new mentor. Yep. So yeah, Clark gets a new mentor with Fine and becomes the assistant. We cut to Lois and AC having their final goodbye at Crater Lake. It's like, oh, will you ever return to Smallville? But he's like, maybe, but probably not. And they have one more kiss, and he goes away. And basically, Lois goes into the loft area and talks to Clark. And they, he kind of um, gives her like, a, oh, like, you know, I know it sucks, but you'll, I'm sure you'll find someone. She's like, oh, but he's so different from everybody else I've kind of like had a thing with. Like, um, he was different than everybody else. And Clark's just like, don't worry, you'll eventually meet someone even more special. Obviously, they joke that it will be him. So th- there, are, there are some really good aspects of this episode. I guess I don't like it as much as you do. It's a little goofy at times and a little overhanded. But I do think it does like a great job of the stuff with Fine. The stuff with Arthur is just as good as the stuff with Bart um, compared to like a couple other characters when we get later on to like the Justice League stuff. I think they definitely do both of them very well. And uh Oh, did you, uh, what'd you think of the, like, when Lex is questioning, um, 
AC and he's like guardians of this. If he has any any other guardians of the sea, mm-hmm. and I I don't know why, but my my nerd brain just said or just thought, well, he does have the others. Yeah, um, there are some like interesting things in this, as though like we said, they end up doing a pilot for this, which we have watched and reviewed. You can go and check that out. Um, where they replace the actor with Justin Hartley, who later comes on to play Green Arrow, um, which is kind of weird because then this actor comes back as Aquaman for like four more, for like at least four more episodes down the line. But I would give this episode like a B minus. I think it's interesting and fun at times, but it's also like super goofy and like over the top and like it's corniness. I think the best scenes are the scenes with Fine. Uh, I think he will be one of the guys who ends up becoming like our MVP as we move down when there's like episodes. Um, Cause I would actually say he's the MVP of this episode because his monologue is the best part of this episode. And what he turns into, I think is kind of an amazing thing. And one of the best versions that we've seen live action. Yeah. So is there anything else you want to say about this before we tease our next episodes and head out of here? Uh, I, I see what they were going for now that look at them looking at it. Uh, with the whole Lois climbing out of the water. Mm-hmm. It's very, uh, what, like, 10? Uh, fast Times. Fast Times? Okay. Um, so, our next pair of episodes are not the greatest, although the next one has one of the best cameos that's random, which is Thirst, which is our we thought we were done with, like, evil bad girl magic bullshit, but it's back, uh, and stronger than ever, and this time with Fangs. Although we do get, like I said, one of the best random cameos in the entire series. I had to, I have to think that this was supposed to be more than it ended up being. Yeah. And I wonder why. So, and the second episode, which is exposed, which is basically Uh, like a murder mystery. And then it ties into the fact that Jonathan Schneider was in Dukes of Hazzard. So his, the other Duke boy is in that episode. Tom Opat. Yeah, and it deals with this whole like sex trafficking ring, and we get to see Erica Durant in a Stars and Stripes bikini this time. So, yeah, so I think they, I, I feel like the reason we get the one is obviously because like she's a gorgeous woman, but she's also like completely different body type than Lana and Chloe because she's like almost seems like almost always like a foot taller than them and much more um, adult like. Yeah, if that makes any sense, like she doesn't have like. Um, as like I'm trying to think of like words, like she's much more mature looking than the two of them. Although that changes as it goes, the series goes on. But I feel like kind of it, it's like a separate separation between the three of them. Um, so you got some clips for us. So what are those clips, Alan? Okay, the first one for Thirst is the end of the episode where Chloe is her and Pauline Khan, which actually is uh, what's the word when they take two uh like a like sort of an easter egg where they put two names together oh like an amalgam or an- yeah it's an amalgam of paul levitz and Jeanette khan who were two at the time of this episode they were two high-ranking executives at dc and it's her talking about it's like near the end of the episode or it's actually at the end of the episode talking about what happened and khan is talking about how they don't publish the type of stuff that Chloe wrote, or she makes she makes a comment about Buffy and Chloe. It's it's supposed to be very like inspirational, but 
looking at it now, after what's happened with, uh, what's her face? Oh, with uh, the actress playing Chloe? With Allison Mack. It, it, she, she says she's going to go up, up, and away. <laughs> and that's like, oh, no. Well, no. she did. Up, yeah. up, and away behind bars. <laughs> <laughs> but not for too long. She'll be out soon. Um, and then... <laughs> Uh, for exposed, it's uh, Jonathan and talking to Clark, saying, "Got like they're talking about plans. Like Chloe's away, out, or she's away. Uh, Lana's out of town, or something." And they they hear a car coming, and it's very Dukes of Hazard homage. Oh yes, absolutely. And then Senator Jennings comes out of the car and mentions that there's a new candidate. And that he's going to need Jonathan's help with the, getting the farm, the farmers vote, and the, the oh, new yes. candidate, the new candidate is Lex. Yes, which this has implications for like seasons to come for the rest of the series. Yeah, you're right for the rest of the series. So why don't we take a listen to those now? Was that a good hmm or a bad? Here's the thing: your writing shows that you're not completely without talent. Thank you, but you're not a real reporter either, yet. Well, everyone has to start somewhere. Welcome to the Daily Planet, kid. Is that the best you got? Had another six inches out here. I wasn't sure how rusty your reflexes had gotten. Senator Jennings! I know it's been a long time, but what happened to Uncle Jack? Doesn't seem fit for someone who's on a first-name basis with the governor. <laughs> I don't seem to remember the governor winning a state football championship. Congratulations. Thanks. I don't suppose anybody pushed you to follow in his footsteps. Hey, no, that's a lot better than spending the football games underneath the bleachers with the sheriff's daughters. Not both of them at once. Since when do you make the trek all the way out here in the middle of a campaign? Exactly why I came. I needed a breather from the rat race. Besides, I can use your help rallying the farmers. You got a lot of pull with that union. Oh, why? You always win this county by a landslide. Uh, the race is about to get a lot tougher. Rumor has it I'm running against Lex Luthor. All right, and um, so that does it for this week. You can check out all the other shows that we are on. So there's the Phantoms on Prime shows, the After Darks, movie specials, all that goodness. The comic shows that come out every Thursday. Don't forget to go to Los Haro to check out all of those podcasts and uh, Legion of Tunes, as well as Alan's other show, Los Haro Games. Yeah, we haven't recorded uh, yet this week. All right. So, but you can check that out for all of your gaming news updates and stuff like that. And uh, we will catch you guys next time. I am Luke Gonzalez. And I'm Alan Muir. This podcast is for truth, justice, and American life.